Hola, and welcome to Latino Book Chat. I am your host, Christian Meneses Jacobs. We invite you to participate in our conversations with Latino authors, illustrators, and others who share their insights into the book publishing industry. Ariana Sanchez Hernandez is from Oaxaca, Mexico. California has been her second home since 2003. Ariana obtained her associate degree in Spanish from Los Angeles Valley College, and she's pursuing a bachelor's degree in Spanish language and culture at California State University, Northridge. Her poems have been published in La Raiz Magazine, Oaxaca Profundo, Iguana Magazine, La Bloga, Los Bloguitos, Journal X, among many others. Visitas Inesperadas is her first Spanish poetry collection from Alegría Published. Latino Bookshare welcomes Ariana Sanchez Hernandez. Thank you for chatting with us today. Hi, Christian. Well, yes, I thank tell... you for having me. <laughs> thank you. I have known Ariana for many, many years since I used to publish Iwana, the Spanish language magazine for children. So I was so excited when I found out that she has become a published author with first book, Visitas Inesperadas. How do you feel about this? I feel like very excited. But at the same time, grateful because it's always an unknown journey. Thank you for, for the support from my family members and members of the community like you, Christian, makes me feel like a, like I'm at home. Makes it makes this journey a very exciting road to to walk through. So I'm very excited and uh, to see visitas inesperadas around many, many cities. Tell our listeners about Visitas Inesperadas. Visitas Inesperadas is a collection of poems and uh, photographs that were taken in Oaxaca, Mexico. All the pictures are a lens through my eyes, and it's part of what I considered something that was necessary. I'm not a professional photographer, by the way, but I just like that sense of capturing time and space and through technology with all, all these gadgets that we have in our hands. I'm, I'm thrilled to capture a piece of time and be able to share it with the world. I enjoy reading your poem, Mario, every word and every line. But I also enjoy the photographs that accompany every poem, like you mentioned. I love that they add something unique and different to the whole experience. So I wanted to know, why do you include the photos? For me, it was important to have pictures on the poetry collection because for different audiences uh, or readers, they might not be familiar with Oaxaca. So for me, it was important to show them a, a little piece of, of my land and of my hometown, what it looks like. It, it was a great way like a combo. You read and you just admire some of the pictures. Yeah, they were really nice pictures. So I really enjoyed that as well. So you have Thank a poem that you would like to read to us? Yes, and there's a range of themes that I try to evoke or to focus on. And one of the themes about immigration. So I, as an immigrant myself, I like to show my feelings about that. And I have one that it's called Ausencia. And it's about when I was a child, sensing my life, that seeing my both parents immigrate to the United States and I, my sisters and I were left behind in my grand, 
fathers. It was quite a journey for my sisters and myself. So it, it talks about a little bit about that experience. So let me share it to you. It's called Ausencia. Huérfana quedé a la edad de 10 años, viviendo en el orfanato de la soledad, sin padres a quien querer o abrazar. Mis hermanas lloraban todas las noches. El consuelo se ausentó de la casa. Me acuerdo estrecharlas fuertemente en mis brazos, sintiéndome incapaz de arrancarles el dolor de sus entrañas. Se fueron muy lejos, al otro lado del río, a buscar oportunidades, dejándonos el corazón partido. No sé cuándo volverán, no sé si se acordarán que hay tres almas afligidas que añoran su calor en esta casa vacía. That is a really powerful statement about how children feel when this happens to them. And it happens very often, more than we realize, right? Yes, it's a, a very sad ecosystem. I can say a family ecosystem because it's not just one factor, many elements that play in the immigration process. So, yeah, it's a, it's a sad, <laughs> sad, sad stance. Yeah. Uh, how long were your parents gone for? Uh, let's see. If I quite remember well, it was around three to four years we were with our parents. It was a, a very lonely stage, in, not only in my life, but also in my sister's life. Yeah, and it's very difficult at that time when you're very young. You know, you need your parents there. Yes, I remember that I was a second grader. Then my middle sister was a first grader. My youngest sister was a kindergartner. So we oh. were very young. I know some poets write for their own enjoyment and for self-healing. When did you decide to share your private thoughts and emotions with the world? For me, it was to show awareness that so we have more things in common. So sometimes it's just to take that idea that we are not alone and we have like to take that stigma that we need to suffer alone and we need to heal alone. So I think for me, being part of a community has taught me that we are not alone and we need, and it's okay to ask for help and it's okay to, to be vulnerable, to show our feelings and uh, to be true to ourselves. So for me, writing it a journey to heal, a journey to make connections with others in the community, and to show that I am a truly human being that, that has emotions and it's not afraid to show that I'm sad, that I am lonely, that I'm happy, that I'm an immigrant, that I'm a, a mom, a person of color trying to life. So I think it's that that is my my idea behind writing how long have you been writing these poems because it's a really big collection of poems <laughs> it's very impressive right after the the covid-19 pandemic occurred i had some notes because i i wrote in my my free time and every time that i have like a sudden thought i just grab my notebook and start just writing or scribbling or putting ideas down and when COVID hit there was so much time in my hands to convey into a collection I was not thinking I was going to publish it 
but everything aligned and uh, worked out at the end of the day. So, yeah, it took me like 10 to 12 months to put this collection together, but I just enjoyed the, the journey. When did you realize you wanted to publish these books? How did that come about? Because you mentioned that you were not intending on publishing them. How did you take that step? What happened? Oh, when I met Davina Ferrey, CEO and founder of Alegria Publishing, and she introduced me to this writer's workshop that she has uh, in here in, in Los Angeles. And it was a pandemic uh, time. So every meeting was through Zoom. I was in that group that was meeting on Wednesdays. And that's how I was getting involved and sharing my writing, sharing my ideas with the whole team. And then I realized that my collection a potential to be published, and here we are. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's sometimes, you know, you need that validation, right? Yes. Like, you've, like other people to tell you, you know, you really need to do this. You need to publish your work. So that's great. That's awesome. And I know you have another poem to read for us. Other themes that I address here in my collection is about social justice. This one is called Valle de Lágrimas, and it's, and it's about our, sadly, society issues that we have in, in Mexico. And it's about the missing, the ones that just vanish. They leave their, their family members with this sorrow and with this anxiety that don't know where are their loved ones. Valle de Lágrimas. La lengua está pegada al paladar y la garganta seca de tanto exclamar justicia. Sumidas en un barril sin fondo, flotan las averiguaciones, mientras los informes oficiales se dedican a engordar archivos de un sistema amañado. En el Valle de Lágrimas abundan las plegarias dirigidas al Todopoderoso por las almas que aún no han llegado a casa. ¿Dónde están las hijas y los hijos que brotaron de los vientres de sus madres? ¿O es acaso que el valor por la vida dejó de ser importante? La justicia no se asoma ni por debajo de la colina. El aullido del lobo perdió fuerza y las mariposas aletean desorientadas a causa de tanta desdicha. Los ojos de las madres se secan al paso de los días. Las escasas ilusiones deambulan por la enorme ciudad entre luces y sombras, como jugando a las escondidas. La ley se olvidó de los ciudadanos. Al parecer el gobierno tiene tapados los oídos, ya que no escucha los reclamos de un pueblo dolido. Los sollozos de las madres se quedan atrapados en las azoteas. El eterno valle de lágrimas seguirá cargando sus penas. Wow. That, the, that really encompasses the problem. It's like a real, you're trying to give the audience some comfort, but at the same time critiquing what the government is doing and what is happening in society. Because like you say, you know, this happens a lot in Latin America where people just poof, disappear and we don't know what happened to them. And there's that anguish in, in the families, right? 
Yes, there's this anxiety, this need to know where the loved ones are. Yeah, it's a very cruel reality that many families are facing right now. So it's it's part of this thematic that I want to portray in my collection, that there's love, that there's immigration, that there's hope. That is something that is needed, needs to be said. And you said it beautifully there. Oh, thank you. You know, going back to the photographs, I was wondering if any of the photographs inspired the poems or was it the other way around or how do you choose the the pictures? Because every poem has a picture and I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that's a good question and observation. Um, I just focus on my writing. I believe that writing has to be a very natural process and just try to write what you want the the reader to to read in this case and i have so many files in my computer that it was easy to match or try to connect one image to my writing but the main goal for me was to have the piece of writing then look for into my files to see which one can work out for the point i really enjoy both processes doing my my writing and also connecting it with with the image so you must have a lot of photographs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, my, my kids always joke with me. They says, Mom, why why your telephone has so many images? So imagine <laughs> if my phone has a lot of images, then my computer, it's going to explode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I like looking at your pictures. I, you have a really good eye. So I need I think you need to explore that more. So oh, that's, <laughs> that's really they're really mm-hmm. nice. Do you plan to write a, another poem, Mario, or are you working on something different? I think for the moment, I'm going to do some work in my college. I'm focusing to finish my BA in Spanish language and culture. I'm just focusing on, on finishing strong. And for the moment, I am trying to do some advertising, trying to find spaces like Latino Book Chat that give us the Latino community and a space and to try to connect with other. I know that you have been promoting your book and letting the people know about it. Where have you been lately? I have been in Oaxaca lately and promoting my book in bookstores, doing network in the publishing world other businesses that can give me the the space. I'm just knocking doors and hopefully Visitas Inesperadas can have as many readers as possible. I am a big fan. I think the Poem Mario is just beautiful. I really love it and I really enjoy it. And I notice also that one of the other themes is love. And I think you have another poem, right? Yes, it should be the key for many things and for many answers in, in our world. And there's one poem in page 71 that's called El Poder de un Beso. Hope you enjoy. El Poder de un Beso. Un beso engancha los cuerpos humeantes. La brújula del alma estremece y revienta al contacto de unos labios refrescantes como té de hierbabuena. En un beso el mundo se transforma La rebelión de la lógica toma un rumbo desconocido. El motín es conquistar a la criatura que provoca insomnio y suspiros. 
besos húmedos de piquito en las orejas o en las mejillas, en el cuello o quizás en las rodillas. No importa el lugar, no importa el cómo. Besos de día, besos de noche, besos robados, besos prestados. Un beso desnuda el alma, te cura de varias dolencias. Besar es crear arte, besar es escribir poemas. Yeah, I love that one. I really like that one. Oh my God, it's very steamy poem. <laughs> oh. It just gives like that sense of, like you say, that steamy, like putting you to that mood. I really like that one. That's one mm. of my favorites. <laughs> the book is Visitas Inesperadas by Ariadna Sanchez Hernandez. I highly recommend it. If you're like me, who enjoys reading Spanish poetry, You are going to love this book. And you can buy a copy through our new online store at nikagal.com. N-I-C-A-G-A-L.com. Nikagal.com. You will also find the other books that we have featured on the Latino Book Chat podcast. And please support the podcast by coming back every other Monday for more episodes. Ariadna, my friend, thank you so much for chatting with us today on Latino Book Chat. Thank you for me, and it was a pleasure. Thank you for joining us today. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at latinobookchat.com. Please subscribe on your favorite platform. Whatever you're listening to us today, please give us a positive review and as many stars as possible. Sharing the show will help it grow and continue to come to you. Thank you for your support. Hasta pronto. Latino Book Chat is a production of Nicagal Media. Today's episode was hosted, produced, and edited by Christian Meneses Jacobs. <laughs>